Welcome to Welcome to the Hallwell Manor. I'm Max. And I'm Tina. And we're here to discuss Season 3, Episode 19 of Charmed. The Demon Who Came In From the Cold. Hey, you know what show I like? Is it Charmed? Sometimes, but I'm talking about something that may have had a hand in the genesis of Charmed. Oh, uh, Charlie's Angels. Oh, wow. Huh. You know, I didn't think of it, but yeah, probably, but... No, see, Char- I, I'm sorry, I do know where you're going with this, mm-hmm. I, but before we get there, Charlie's Angels is the proto-charmed. It's Aaron Spelling's previous uh, three women... Kicking ass and dressing up in different outfits show. Yeah. Sorry, Max, what show do you really like? Uh, I really like Buffy. I'm a huge Buffy fan. We did a rewatch fairly recently, and though, granted, large parts of it do not hold up particularly well, mm-hmm. Buffy has never done great with race, Oof. and there's not, there's some kind of hinky gender stuff. Yeah. And, like, the sexuality stuff was progressive for the time, but honestly, even to this day, Buffy stands up as a really strong example of a good genre show. I agree. I, I'm quite a big Buffy fan. I'm at my third next tattoo. So not my next one, not the one after that, but the one after that is going to be a Buffy tattoo. Yeah. And like, there's there stuff modern genre shows could learn about, say, plotting out season-long story arcs or having really strong standalone episodes. Buffy really mastered the mix between a running season-long plot and monster of the week like really really hit that mix at exactly the right level yeah and as we have mentioned several times over the course of this season this season is where we really lean hard into the i want to be buffiness of charmed oh my god phoebe wants to be buffy so bad or rather this show wants phoebe to be buffy and Nowhere is that more evident than in this episode, which one would make you, you know, it would make you think that this would be our favorite episode as very, very, you know, passionate Buffy fans. But the thing is, Charmed has a very different energy from Buffy. Charmed is campier, goofier. Yeah. Charmed has its own strengths, which, while similar to Buffy are different, and this episode plays to exactly none of them. Well, no, I mean, that's exactly right. I want Charmed to be Charmed. I don't want it to be buffy light, which, I mean, it is a lot of the time. Yeah, but this episode is really the, I think, nadir of Buffy ripoffness, and it just does not work at all. Well, this episode culminates in Phoebe's graduation party, which... I felt like they were really leaning on the Phoebe is a student thing. College is a metaphor for witchcraft. You know, when they remember that. Also, she's graduating from college after, what, a year? Two semesters? I I think she had gone to college before she lived in New York, so I think she just needed to finish up. Did she? I don't know. Did she? What is time? But, yeah. See, my problem with this episode was not the buffiness of it, which is evident, But the fact that it was such a filler episode, and 
we we shouldn't be having filler episodes at this point. We're we're on episode 19. We're we're in the home stretch and important stuff is happening here. This should not be a placeholder filler episode. Well, the thing is this season can't really commit to an ongoing story arc. Early Charmed was very much an episodic show. Your Rex's and Hannah's aside, there weren't really that many ongoing plots, mm-hmm. which is fine. I mean, I know Again, Buffy, we're all used to this sort of show having long story arcs that are, you know, you have your, uh, you have your big bad and then you have your little bad, which is the big bad for the first half of the season. Well, I mean, the water demon that killed their mother was discovered and dealt with in a single episode. In a a more modern show, that would have been like a season long runner. Yeah. And, and. Just look at New Charmed, he said. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say that wouldn't necessarily have been a good thing. But, yeah, they, they really don't know how to do that mix at this point. And it, the Cole story should be existent. Yeah. Like, there's an ongoing story, sort of. They were dealing with the triad for a while, and then Cole killed the triad, and there are demon bounty hunters after Cole, but, like... And, of course, the triad work for the, you know, source of all evil. Well, no, I mean, here's the problem with Cole right now. Mm Mm-hmm. What does Cole want? We know he wants Phoebe. Okay, but he has Phoebe. Uh, okay, so this episode brings up an important character beat for Cole, which is never really explored to the degree it probably should be explored. Which is Cole wanting to give up his demonness and become a regular human guy. This becomes important later. He does end up getting rid of his powers later. Mm-hmm. And which leaves him vulnerable to being possessed by the source of all evil because his body is still built to, you know, withhold demonic forces, but he doesn't actively have a demonic self to protect him from being overtaken by the source of all evil. Yeah. Well, the problem with Cole right now at this point in the story is that he doesn't have a strong motivation. All he's doing is existing and trying not to get killed. He's he's passively reacting to things around him. That's the charmed one's jobs. I know, right? Ugh. Ugh. But, yeah, that's... Cole needs to to have some sort of motivation. That's why once Cole, um... Humanifies? I was gonna say the opposite. I don't know why I'm worried about spoilers all of a sudden. That's why Cole becomes awesome when he becomes the source. Yeah, yeah. Which, I know, they go back and forth as to whether or not Cole is, you know, possessed by the source, or whether he becomes the source, because it seems like he's possessed by the source when the story's going... But then later they talk about it like he just became the source. And like after he goes to super hell and then comes back, it's not treated like he was possessed. He's he's definitely punished for his actions. As, as, as though he had control of his own actions, which is not really how it was played when the story was actually going. I don't know. But I, I forgot where I started with this. Cole, it, it, they don't, they don't. They don't know what to do with Cole. They don't know what to do with Cole. Well, in this episode, he's Angel. Cole is Angel in this episode. So, speaking of, we open at the bronze. I mean, P3. Oh my god, it's the most terrible opening. They're t- they're like, 
this we can we can do this we faced harder challenges than this and they're just they're trying to figure out what movie to go to it's such an awful fake out it's so bad so bad also they're voting on which movie to go to and i don't feel like we haven't seen that since the episode where prue got split into three people right they're establishing that they vote on things but apparently they only vote on things when it's gonna cause an issue in this case in that case it was because there were three prues and in this case it's because now that leo has married into the charmed ones there are four votes so so it can be even instead of just two people ganging up on one person exactly exactly see phoebe and prue want to see a romantic movie because you know they are women and thus love romance but leo wants to see an action movie because he is a man and thus can only watch action movies and piper has to agree with him because she is his wife and it is the duty of the wife to agree with the man yeah basically which uh, okay i mean sure i guess Okay, so watching this fight, I was remembering the time that I saw Pitch Black, so whenever that came out, however long ago that was, mm-hmm. there were five of us going to the movies, and we were arguing about what to see. I don't even remember what I wanted to see, but it wasn't Pitch Black. And Oh, you don't love Vin Diesel? Actually, I do. I just... that I, I, I'm not going to get into it. <laughs> the point is, I, I didn't want to see Pitch Black. The other This other guy who was there didn't want to see Pitch Black, but we were outvoted by the other three people. And we get to the movies, and the other three people got into a fight at the movies and stormed out. So it was just me and the other guy who had voted not to see Pitch Black. Did you stay for the whole movie? Yeah, we stayed for the whole movie. I saw Chronicles of Riddick, but I didn't see Pitch Black. So I have issues with Pitch Black, but I feel like I should rewatch it kind of with a i just i feel like i should give it another chance and not just because claudia black is in it and she is you know a goddess who walks amongst us i mean it's con air in space i mean is it i don't know i didn't see pitch black it's it's more like it's more like an episode of star trek the original series stretched out across two hours as, 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 with equal amounts of, like, absurd leaping to conclusions that somehow turn out to be right. Sounds more like Batman 66 in space. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's true. The thing that I do like about it is not the movie Chronicles of Riddick, but the fact that Vin Diesel wrote such an extensive backstory for his character that they decided to turn that into a whole franchise. I respect that a lot. I mean, I saw the movie, but the only thing I remember is I think he's on a train at some point, and Judy Dench is a hologram, and then they make him king at the end. That's all I remember from Chronicles of Riddick. So Cole shows up. Oh, no, 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 no. Angel walks into the room, and the crowds part, and there's a slow motion thing where Buffy sees him from across the room, and they make intense eye contact. And everything slows down as they approach each other. Except, yes, it's Phoebe and Cole. Oh my god, it's every Angel and Buffy scene from the first three seasons of Buffy. Or, I guess, mostly the first two seasons of Buffy. Yeah. Which I don't watch that often, because I think it's a really well-done depiction of high school. And as someone who had a fairly non-traumatic high school experience, like... 
I mean, I'm just not really that interested in high school stuff. Mm, yeah. I know people don't like the college season, but that's where it picks up for me. Obviously, season three is one of the stronger seasons of Buffy. Possibly the strongest, depending on, you know, yeah, who you are and what you... I mean, I need Tara to be in the show, but that's just me. Sure, sure. But, yeah. Cole and Phoebe have a Buffy and Angel meet where, you know, they, they walk and it's like they're in a crowded room, but they're alone together. And then they decide to go bone. Yeah. But, see, I respect that they decide to go bone now before they go to the movies so that Piper and Leo can see the action movie they want to see. Although, of course, uh, Prue's going to get dragged along to it. Man, third wheel much, Prue. Seriously. Bet you regret dumping what's-his-face now. Remember that super bland guy she was kind of dating for a few episodes? Yeah, the guy who was, like, who she ran into at a reunion? Justin Jorsh. I was thinking it was Jordan. Jerf. 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 I want to say jerf. (laughs) But. Why doesn't Prue should just go home? I mean, she she can come to the movies with Piper and Leo, but like, it's going to be awkward. It's going to be weird. So Cole and Phoebe are walking outside and Cole's like, hey, Phoebe. I think I just want you to do a spell to take away my demon powers so that um, I can stop being a demon. And Phoebe's like, this is all I've ever wanted. A human boyfriend. Oh, that's sad. Well, I just, I don't like Cole taking away his powers. I don't like when people feel like they have to suppress their supernatural powers to, like, be worthy of someone. Ooh, you're gonna hate the episode with uh, Paige's... Or the episodes, the arc with Paige's uh, witch boyfriend later in the show, where they straight up, for some reason, do a Willow magic addiction storyline. Yeah, with... no, I, I do. I do hate that. Because it doesn't make sense, or uh, because for some reason, this dude's family is just as, if not more powerful than the Charmed Ones, for no reason. Ugh, ugh. For, for so many reasons. So while they're walking down the street, a man begins ranting about the thorn. The thorn is coming. And then a demon shows up and grabs him. And I just, I just need to point out an MVP extra here. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So when he gets grabbed, we see behind him one of those... Guys in silver body paint doing, like, a robot thing behind him, like, completely oblivious to what's happening. I just... This is a very public grabbing. It is a very public grabbing, but I guess demons aren't worried about that. Anyway, I just... The the robot guy who is completely oblivious to the prophet being kidnapped by a demon is my MVP extra. So, the, uh... The prophet gets killed by the demon... Phoebe and Cole start fighting the demon, and Phoebe goddamn stakes him. Okay, Phoebe starts fighting the demon. Cole's like, Phoebe, no, wait! But yeah, she stakes him, and he dusts. I mean, I guess he smokes. Yeah, he, he, there's a little energy crackle, and he turns to smoke, and then poofs out. But, I'm sorry, when have you ever killed demons by staking them? 
Like, yeah. Seriously? Yeah. No. Seriously. No. Oh. Anyway, Nicola's like, no, you just killed my brother. I don't like this. I don't like this either. I'm sorry. Why not just make him this? Because spoiler alert for slightly later in the episode, it turns out that they both just belong to the same brotherhood of demons. Like, like the Order of Taraka or Buffy reference. But like, why not just make this guy Cole's actual brother? Here's a plot for you. Turns out Cole's mom had a bunch of kids with, you know, other human guys. And together they formed a group. Like, she was forming her own demon army. Ooh, yeah, see, that would have been interesting. There you go. And instead of the big random boss guy that, you know, barely factors into this episode, but I guess is the master, since we're doing Buffy. I think he's actually the mayor, because he's talking about how he's going to not ascend. But, like... You could have had Cole's mom as the bad for this episode. You could have had Cole's mom as the bad for this season. Oh, I'm so angry that's not what they did now. Like, I just, uh, hey, guess what's back? Super, super long shots of San Francisco. Yeah, 10,000 hours of establishing shots of San Francisco. Hey, instead of doing this, they could have actually written a plot that took up the whole episode. Yeah. Weird, right? Yeah. By the way, one of the executive producers of this episode, I'm going to pay attention to see if she's, you know, done other stuff for Charmed. Nell Scoville? Nell Scoville. She does. She she was a producer on Charmed for a while. Yeah, she, uh, she was the woman who created the 90s Sabrina TV show, and she wrote the episode of The Simpsons, uh, One Fish, Two Fish, Blowfish, Bluefish. I know we kind of stopped doing this, but this episode was written by uh, by series uh, standby Cheryl J. Anderson, which kind of expect better review Cheryl J. Anderson. <laughs> like she's done better episodes than this. I uh, she has she has. So when we come back from you know the ten thousand years of opening credits, Cole is explaining that you know how I said you know you killed my brother. Kidding. He was the member of a group I was a member of. Wait, he says we were part of the same brotherhood. And and Leo says, the brotherhood of the thorn? Like, is there only one organization of demons? Called the brotherhood. I, I, I would imagine that would be a really common thing, right? Right? Like, no. Brotherhood of the thorn. Apparently that's all there is. Leo, Leo knows about it. But yeah, there's some big underwig who's like... The right-hand man of the source, you know, like the triad were. I guess it makes sense that the source would have a lot of right-hand men, but, like... The source has many right hands, and they require <laughs> many, many men. But, yeah, there's this big-wig demon guy who, like, finds up-and-coming demons and feeds them his blood and makes them super-powerful demons, and then they work for him and... So this is... So this brotherhood is really, like... A young, young business networking association? I'm getting pretty serious, the master vibes from this. Come on, it's the master. But honestly, he can't be, like, imbuing these demons with that much power if Phoebe killed one by staking him. I guess it makes sense. Cole doesn't need a power of three vanquish either. Like, yeah, they they had a, a special potion to kill 
Balthazar, because that is how you kill demons in Charmed, through potions or incantations, Mm -hmm. because this is a show about witches. But, like, I don't know. It's, it's, I would think that it would take more than getting, it takes a little more than a sword through the chest to kill a vengeance demon. Yes, exactly, exactly. Oh, so anyway... Cole's gonna go back undercover to find out why the Brotherhood of the Thorn are killing prophets because... Well, the fact that they're, like, out and about and active in San Francisco must mean that they have something big happening, so now Cole's gonna go risk his life, and Phoebe's all like, you can't risk your life! And he's like, yes, I can. I, I absolutely can. I That's what you, you all do all the time. And Phoebe's like, do we? She's like, we have a destiny, Cole. We're the chosen ones. It's our duty to walk this path alone. And I know that you're seeking redemption for the bad that you've done, but there has to be a better way. Meanwhile, at... Uh, de- also, Cole's wearing a leather jacket. Meanwhile, at uh, Demon HQ, the the demons are like, hey, so all the prophets are dead, but one of our demons didn't come back, so I don't know what happened to him. And the head guy, but not the main head guy, for some reason there's two head guys, it's weird. No, it's a head guy. I don't think so, I think there's a different head guy. That's definitely the head guy. Okay. So he tells a, this woman to go investigate and you know, find out what happened, and conceptually, I like this. I'm not sure it entirely works. She does cold shimmer, but her eyes glow red as she's doing it, and her red eyes stay for just a couple of seconds after the shimmer is complete. Okay, so the first time that we saw that effect, I was like, ooh, that's good, and then... They used it too many times? Yeah, it, it, it looked cheaper and cheaper every time. So, Phoebe and Cole are having an argument about whether or not Cole's going to go undercover to find out what the Brotherhood of the Thorn is doing, and, uh, Phoebe... Phoebe's like, what? Just let me take your powers away! And he's like, okay, no, because you actually need me to use my powers now? You need me to go be a spy? And she's like, no, 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 I'm just gonna take away your powers and then everything will be good! I'm sure the fact that you're being hunted by demons will be made better if you don't have any powers to defend yourself. To be fair, we know the demons are tracking him through his powers. Yeah, I guess, but he's hanging out with the charmed ones. Are, are no demons going to find him? Yeah, that's that's a that's an incredibly solid point. But Cole's like this is something I have to do and Phoebe's like not really. It's really not something you have to do. And she points out, she's like, also, aren't you, you know, wanted in the underworld? Is this brotherhood going to, like, have your back? And he's like, probably? Probably. He's like, oh, I'll figure it out. He tells her that he's going to meet up with her in the mausoleum because apparently they can't track his shimmer there, which is... Because it's hollowed ground and that's always been a thing. I don't know. He tells Phoebe it's the second safest place he knows. The safest place, of course, being with her well seated yes i don't have a lot of nice things to say about this episode but i do like this bit i do too yeah this might come back later in the episode (laughs) so cole's like 
Bye. <laughs> he says that in two hours they'll meet in the mausoleum. And then he kisses her knuckles. Hey, <laughs> yeah. And he's like, bye. And he shimmers out. Being able to shimmer out or teleport out in general is just a really good way to put an emphasis on a point. It's like a perfect mic drop. So, <sighs> the demon lady and the other demons are hanging out in their demon hall. And Cole, you know, just kind of strides in. And they're like, ooh, should we kill him or... Or should we interview him and then should we do an exit interview before killing him? Yeah, yeah. And the head demon's like, wait, I want to see where he's going with this. I'll allow it. I'm going to allow this. Yeah. But he's like, Balthazar, um, so you, you are, you are persona non, or demonic non grata in here. Yeah. You know, we, we should just kill you. Why, why shouldn't we just kill you? And he's like, well, I only killed the triad, and the triad sucked. And the guy's like, it's a solid point. The triad did suck. And apparently I was in competition with them to be the source's right-hand man. No, no, no. So he says that the triad was plotting to take out the source. So that's why he killed the triad. And they're like, okay, but then why did you go on the run? And he says, I needed proof before I could come back. But I had to come back because a bunch of prophets are shouting out Brotherhood of the Thorn, so I knew that you all must be fucking something up, so I had to come back here and deal with that. Because I have such a strong affinity to this Brotherhood that I've never talked about before that I, I had to come... And we'll never talk about again. Well, I mean, there's a good reason for that part. <laughs> okay. So I just had to come back here and, and save you from yourselves, even though you have no reason to believe that I'm not a traitor and kill me. Yeah. Well, we know that the, we know the triad weren't, you know, trying to take down the source. They never sent French Stewart Genie to, they never sent French Stewart Genie to the source. Oh my God, French Stewart Genie. That was their best plan. Yeah. I, you know, I was going to say something Cole was their best plan, except that graphically backfired on them. Yeah, yeah. At least, at least French Stewart Genie didn't come back and kill them. At least French Stewart Genie didn't come back and kill them. Although the Charmed Ones ended up stripping his powers, too. Yeah, but he wanted that. Yeah. Cole wants it. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. It's the commercial break, and everyone's going to kill Cole now because... They are. And, uh, you know, Cole's like, hey, I'm still a really good asset for you. I, I killed the triad, right? That means I'm super powerful and I could, I don't know, get you information. And I killed the prophet. It was me. I know that you think the missing guy who I don't know is missing did it, but I did it. It was me. I killed the prophet. You can trust me. And the boss is like, hmm, maybe I can trust you. I'm sorry, you're right. There is somebody above this guy, but I don't think we ever see him. I don't think we do either. I don't get why they bothered establishing there was someone above this guy. I know, it's very strange. Why isn't this guy just the boss of the organization? I, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Did they think they were going to come back to this well later? They didn't because of how this episode ends. Yeah, I... I mean, I guess... I don't know. I don't know. 
you know what? Honestly, a lot of stuff feels half finished in this episode. Even, even the way that w- when we get to it, the way this episode ends is like not done. Yeah. So the boss, but not the big boss, demon guy tells the lady with the special shimmer to check out his story to see if he was the one who killed the uh, prophet. And, you know, if he was, then he can join back up and try out who. I don't care about most of the Brotherhood. Most of the Brotherhood are Mm non-entities. I do like, I don't want to call it this guy Spike, but remember in the first episode where we saw Spike when, uh, you know, when he's attacking the high school during the PTA thing. Yeah. And he first encounters Angel, and Angel is acting like he's still evil. Uh-huh. And, you know, Spike's acting all buddy-buddy with him, even though we know that wasn't their dynamic when they were rolling together. That's the dynamic this one guy has with Cole. He's like, Cole, my bestest buddy, I knew what they were saying about you wasn't true. Oh, I'm so glad that we're going to be out there killing people again. I like this guy. Mm-hmm. I think this is neat. I wish they had kind of played more with the fact that Cole did have friends in this organization and he legitimately betrayed them to be with Phoebe. Like, Cole was a demon for a really long time. He has connections in the underworld. There are people who were important to him to the degree that demons can have affection for people. Right. And clearly this guy had this strong sense of camaraderie. He was legitimately friends with Cole. And I wish this episode did more with that. Yeah. I... This whole episode's just wasted potential the episode. Okay, so... Even though it literally doesn't matter at all, we should talk really quickly about the the Brotherhood's plan that Cole has risked his life to go into the underworld to discover. Okay, okay. So there are these two telecommunication companies, and they're going to have a merger, and if they have a merger, then it will be bad because all of our personal data will be owned by one company... Oh, no. The horrors! I can't imagine life living with... I guess, technically, we've got, what, three companies that control everything? So this horrible timeline has been averted. Instead of just one company, we've got three. Yeah. You know what? A lot of people died to prevent this merger, and I feel like we we have not honored their sacrifice. (laughs) Yeah, anyway, so the Brotherhood wants the merger to happen because then they can control just one company and control everybody's data. And they can... Question mark, question mark, profit. (laughs) Yes, and they can use, I don't know, people jerking it to Sonic the Hedgehog porn to tempt them to sin. I don't know. I don't know how knowing what... I, I mean, I guess in like a Wormwood thing, knowing what people are secretly into would help them tempt them into sin is sex bad is sex the sort of thing you get sent to hell for in the charmed universe i don't think so because because leo's literally an angel and he and piper have sex before they're married Mm, that's true well i mean he's already in the clear he's an angel oh that's true it's true but we know prue went to heaven yes or does being a charmed one counterbalance grams went to heaven Grant, boy, so heaven's easier to get into than Arizona State. 
So, Phoebe's at the mausoleum, and uh, Cole hasn't shown up yet, and Leo's like, hey, maybe he is a bad guy. And Phoebe's like, um, can you chill for, like, a second? He's undercover. I'm sure it's gonna take him a second to get away. And then Cole shows up. Yeah. Good timing, Cole. Yeah. So, is Leo Xander in this episode? Yes, Leo is Xander in this episode. And they're... It, it, he went undercover to find out what the Brotherhood wants, and when he meets him at the mausoleum, Leo's like, so we figured out that they want to make this merger happen. And Cole's like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Well, Cole also starts explaining it, and Leo's like, we know. So we have to hear the whole merger thing twice. Uh, anyway, they have to protect the guy who's head of one of the companies who's against the merger. That's That's what they have to do. Yeah, the demons are going to kill him and then you know the merger will go through makes you wonder why they were bothering killing the prophets like i look i was wondering why they were killing the prophets from the beginning because the whole thing was like the prophets were standing on the street corner shouting like beware the thorn and because the brotherhood of the thorn is real they they decided to silence them but it's not like anyone was taking them seriously it's not like all you're doing is exposing yourself, possibly, to the Charmed Ones. Like, honestly, this plan would have gone off without a hitch if they hadn't killed that one prophet and gotten Phoebe's attention. Yeah. I do like that, you know, Cole is nuzzling Phoebe's face because, you know. They're in love? Sure. And he, he grabs her water bottle, which she was conspicuously drinking from, and he's like, I'm gonna need this, bye. And she's like, what? And then he, he comes back, and they're like, and and the Brotherhood's like, where'd you go? And he's like, I was getting water. It's like, I was thirsty, okay? And they're like, you're a demon. You don't, you literally don't get thirsty. He's like, I'm half human. I was half thirsty. <laughs> so they tell Balthazar, Cole, that they're going to give him the honor of murdering the, the anti-merger guy so well, that they can test him. They tell him that they need him to kill somebody. And Cole's like, who? And they're like, does it matter? If you're evil, you'll kill whoever. And his friend guy's like, come on! Come on, buddy! Let's go murder someone! Murder time! So, it's it's daylight. It's murder o'clock. It's murder o'clock. And uh, Cole's buddy's like, you ready? You ready to go murder someone? It's been a while since you murdered someone, He's huh? like, don't be nervous. It's just like murdering a bike. <laughs> it's just like murdering a bike. And I don't know. I like this guy. He's... He, he, you like you like this guy because he's on Cole's side, but he's a pretty irredeemable demon. Yeah, but the thing is... It's the thing where you get to see that evil's just a way of life for these people, which it gets played out in some stuff. I it gets kind of like a lot of the more twee parts of Wolfram. A lot of the more twee parts of the Wolfram and Heart stuff, or mm, yeah, uh, I only watched a few episodes of it because it felt too into itself, but. The librarians has, uh, you, you know, the librarians? Yes. It's that show about the order of mystical guardians that blah, 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 something, something. 
it it's in the warehouse 13 kind of subgenre of shows that i feel like i probably should have been into but wasn't really Mm -hmm. but i watched a few episodes of it and there's this one where uh it's about this company that has a labyrinth inside it that uh and they need to sacrifice uh people to the minotaur in the middle of the labyrinth to i mean it's just ripping off that one frat episode of early buffy where it turns out that all of these uh rich kids need to sacrifice uh girls to a snake demon to uh you know maintain their wealth and influence mm-hmm. it's basically that but with a minotaur okay and they have a bit where you know hooded figures are chasing this guy down a hallway and you know they grab him and they throw him to the minotaur and then you know up oh, they take off the robes and they're ordinary people who are talking about you know should we order pizza or chinese and it's the sort of thing that's fun a few times but gets old very quickly yeah it's almost a, it's it's funny because it's supposed to be a subversion, but it's basically a cliche at this point. Yeah. And Wolfram and Hart, like, it was fun when they did it a few times. It does kind of get old later. I but... really like the Wolfram and Hart stuff. Yeah. And when it's the whole season, that that's a lot of fun, too, when they just get put in charge. I kind of would have liked it if they had just gone with the Angel spinoff that they were teasing, where it was just Wolfram and Hart, the TV show. Mm-hmm. Okay, I just have to point out that the demons have this whole attack coordinated, and they're coordinating it via their watches. They're demons! Shouldn't they have, like, telepathy or something? Also, their plan is Cole walks up and throws an energy ball at this guy. This is not- So this isn't the brain trust is what you're telling me? It's- I mean, it's it's point and shoot. (laughs) It's point and shoot. This is not- I can't think of- it's not Normandy. So, meanwhile, the sisters and Leo are working on their part of the plan. And Prue says it would be nice to save the world at a decent hour for a change. But the way the line read is done, it sounds like she's saying that it is not a decent hour. But in fact, it's the middle of the afternoon. Yeah, I... I... What? It's a weird line read. Like, Was this supposed to be at night? Well, the line makes sense if she's saying, oh, it's great that for once we're going to get to save the world at a decent hour and, you know, get to bed at a, at a decent hour. But that's not the way Shannon Doherty reads the line. I don't know. It's weird. So, <laughs> CEO is driving a pretty old-ass car. I mean, I get it. They're going to blow it up so they didn't want to break the bank, but... This guy, this executive, this highfalutin executive is driving, like... It it looks like a clunker. It really does. It's, it is a clunker. So he gets into the car and everyone's, like, staring at Cole and nudging him and pushing him. And he's like, okay. They're like, do the line! Do the line! I'm, I'm sorry. The D, I'm sorry. I was wrong. The demons are in the clunker. And they pull it in front of the executive guy's limo. Yeah, it's like town car. So that he'll get out. So what, Cole... so that he'll stop the car so that Cole can walk up and, and just, like, blast him. Can, can Cole not energy ball, like, a moving car? Is that outside of his demon realm of... Uh, no idea. No idea. So Piper freezes everything after Cole throws the energy ball, and then Leo runs and orbs the CEO out of the limo, and Phoebe puts a note in Cole's pocket, and listen, I mean, it's not what happens in this episode, but this is how you get your boyfriend killed, Phoebe! 
And then Phoebe, Phoebe like caresses his face and then they run around the corner and Piper unfreezes everything and the limo is blown to shit. And but I... also, by the way, three episodes left in this season, Piper doesn't have her explosion power yet. I think she gets it next episode. I know she gets it before Prue dies. They are dragging their heels on Piper's explosion power. It's such an iconic part of the show. It's weird that it shows up so late in the season. Yeah, I guess it is. Huh. Honestly, it should have shown up earlier. And then it it's because they do some plots with the fact that Piper can't trust her freezing once she gets the explosion power because it, it's tr- it's literally it's triggered by the same motion. So mm-hmm. she doesn't know whether she's going to freeze something or blow it to smithereens. Like that's sort of the plot of the episode where she gets it. But that could have been more of a season arc thing. Yeah. Again, this is a running theme in this episode, right? Like, I mean, it's not in this episode because... No, no, a running theme of our podcast episode that this could have been a story that they developed, but instead it's just a thing they throw out there. So Cole's buddy guy runs up and starts shaking everyone's hand, and he's like, you did it! Hooray! And then the lady shimmers in, and and she's like, what's-his-face is dead, but the prophet is dead, too. I could neither confirm or deny Cole's story. Also, she went to go retrieve the body because the plan is that the head demon guy is going to disguise himself as the CEO and there was no body. I guess Cole very thoroughly blew him up. I mean, Cole did say that. He's like, I'm pretty sure there's going to be no trace of him. I blew up the car. And then... uh, And to be fair, in Charms, being hit by an energy ball kind of does dissolve you. The head demon guy's like, but any trace of him could be used by the humans to discover that he's actually dead. And it's like, this is charmed, not CSI. Calm down. Yeah, I'm sure Daryl is going to get right on that. Daryl, you mean sir not appearing in this episode? (laughs) He was too busy over on Baywatch Nights. (laughs) So... Okay, okay. So they have the CEO stashed in the basement and Phoebe gave him a sleeping potion, like just to establish that he's sleeping in the basement. Like, I, why? It's fine. Also, maybe don't store this guy over the Nexus. The power. Yeah. That, I, I know the Nexus only matters in season finales, but I'm sorry. But if they go downstairs and find out he got eaten by the Wookiee, embarrassing embarrassing for them it would be embarrassing but they turn on the tv and they have a mystique is senator kelly at the end of the first x-men movie moment where you know wait the the uh the the executives on tv but we have him in our basement it's not like there's a fuck ton of demons that can shapeshift or whatever well and so notably what he's what what this shapeshifted demon says as the ceo is I don't think it's a coincidence that somebody made an attempt on my life right after I decided that this merger should go through. Wah, wah. Okay, then everybody, like, turns and gives Phoebe a death glare and is like, I thought Cole told us everything. And it's like, well, clearly they didn't let Cole know. <sighs> Cole just showed up after killing the triad. I, they don't trust him. Like, I... Why is everyone so down on Cole? 
especially Piper. Like, I get it if it was Prue, because Prue's always had this big thing with Cole. But, like, for some reason this episode, Piper is this giant cranky pants about, you know, we better kill Cole. I never trusted Cole. Yeah, she's like, she's like, well, now that he's back with his brothers, what if he decides that he likes them better and he decides he wants to be a demon again? And it's like, he... No! Phoebe's like, I'm pretty sure he doesn't want to, you know, stick it into anyone in the Brotherhood. Not to be super crude. But, <laughs> uh... like... We have amazing sex. He isn't betraying us. And Prue's like, I don't know. And Piper's like, no, we need to kill him. Did did they just give all of Piper's lines? To, did, did they give all of Prue's lines to Piper? What, 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 what? It's it's very strange. I don't I don't know why Piper is on the not trusting Cole train. So the merger voting happens at 11. So they need to get the real guy slotted back in before then. Yeah. And like, maybe they have to kill Cole. We have to be prepared in case they have to kill Cole. Well, Phoebe's like, we need to film in on our plan, which by the way, they don't even have a plan yet. And they're like, no, we can't trust him. Whatever whatever and then and that's when phoebe reveals that she slipped him a note during the battle which again is how he gets killed right i mean he he doesn't he's not but seriously you know you know i've brought up i've brought up the other podcast uh buffy the gilmore slayer before Mm -hmm. um i just want to point out what's happening this week on buffy the gilmore slayer is the episode where on gilmore girls Dean gets caught cheating on his wife because of a note in his jacket pocket. Just throwing that out there. Wah, wah. So Phoebe leaves to go to the mausoleum because it's the second safest place Cole knows after being with me. I am the safest place Cole knows. Remember when he said that earlier, audience? Now, to be fair to this episode, does she say, does she repeat that it's the second safest place he knows? Yeah. Oh, I thought they were just expecting us to remember it. Never mind. (laughs) So once she's gone, Prue's like, all right, well, let's make a Balthazar killing potion. I still have the slice of Balthazar from a few. They didn't use that up when they made the potion to kill Balthazar. I I guess maybe they just sliced a slice off that slice. Yeah, they just sliced a slice off that slice. And then (laughs) Piper's like, oh, that's disgusting. I can't believe you saved it. And I'm like, yeah, of course she saved it. Piper, you're the one who sliced it off him in the first place. But also it's like. It's demon ingredients. Absolutely, you should save that. Also, it's, it's Cole. You think Prue's not going to hang on to a way to kill Cole? Right. So back at the demon office, Cole's bumming around waiting for, you know, his orders, the next step, whatever. And they're like, hey, um, so that guy isn't actually dead. He disappeared. We better find him. And Cole is like, hey... My ex-girlfriend, her sister can freeze things, so that's probably what happened. And they're like, oh, it's pretty convenient that the witch you were involved with somehow tracked us down. And it's like, that's not sus- that- I- Wait, it's suspicious that the woman who can see the future is aware of your plan. I was gonna say, 
you know what's really suspicious? The woman you tried to kill for months and then fell in love with and then betrayed, I mean, he didn't, but you know what I mean, and then betrayed, somehow is trying to track you down and thwart your plans. Do these demons just not understand what a witch is? We're just saying stuff at this point. Just like, oh, it's a huge coincidence. I, it's, it's, I'm sorry. I feel like if you're committing demon crimes in the city of San Francisco, maybe you expect the charmed ones to show up. Right? It's kind of their job. I do, I do appreciate that when they ask Cole, like, to prove that he's not a traitor, he's like, if I was a traitor, I'd be pretty stupid to come back here, wouldn't I? And I, you know what? He's got <laughs> a point. Good job, Cole. Now, on an unrelated note, I have to uh, go to the bathroom in a mausoleum where you can't track me. Don't worry about it. No, but he he admits to like he admits to being with Phoebe, which doesn't everyone already know that? Well, he admits that he's in love with her. His human half is, but his demon half is stronger, and he's going to use that connection to find out where they stored the executive. He's like, she still trusts me because I'm tricking her. My my demon half is using my human half because we are separate people, my demon half and my human half. Were we, the viewer, supposed to question whether or not Cole was disloyal? Like, I don't doubt it for even a single second, but talking it through, I'm like, wait, we were supposed to not know if Cole was lying or not. Yeah, I, I think it was supposed to be a, like, oh, like that episode of Buffy where Angel goes undercover, like, uh, to... He goes undercover, like, to infiltrate the mayor's office by pretending that he lost his soul and, like, hooking up with Faith. Right, yeah. And you're like, oh, no, is Angelus back? And then it's like, no. Yes. No, no. No, he's not. But, yeah, totally didn't, didn't, didn't read it as us not supposed to know that Cole is, but, yeah. But that's because the way it's being played, there's no, there's no doubt that Cole is... <laughs> But, but Prue and Piper keep on going, oh, what if he turns back once he's with his demon brothers? But, yeah. Cole shimmers off to talk to Phoebe and get information about where the executive is from uh, her. And as soon as he shimmers out, the guy, the not actual boss, but boss guy, leans over to the uh, lady and he's like, follow him. Make sure that he's doing as he says. And she shimmers and then she's invisible in the mausoleum watching Cole talk to Phoebe. And it's... I feel like the eye effect was cool when it was just like a really brief flash before teleporting out. They hold on it a lot here and it Well, just... they want us to know that she's spying on this entire conversation. This whole conversation where Cole's like, hey... You should stay out of this and don't try to vanquish these demons. Just, just go home. Go home! We don't want you anymore! And Phoebe's like, <laughs> Phoebe's like, how could he turn evil? I'm so sad! And then the eyes teleport out. They really don't trust the audience, do they? Because we keep cutting back to this lady's eyes watching and it's like, we get it! We get that she's still there watching. So back at the manor, Phoebe's like, Cole was so mean to me in the mausoleum. And it it doesn't make sense. 
He couldn't possibly have turned on us. He told me that... I mean, he couldn't have. He told me that we need to stop protecting the executive and... And then a bunch of demons, like demon businessmen, shimmer into the manor because they have no no form of demon protection. But it's okay because they they get rid of them pretty quickly. Well, one of them throws an energy ball at them and Prue deflects it back. And he, like, inflatable arm flailing tube mans his <laughs> arms a bunch. And I'm like, held on it too long. Held on it too, too long. Uh, anyway, Piper freezes them, and then... Piper Leo... does a weird freeze, too. Like, she doesn't just throw her arms out. She does this weird arm-waving thing. Hmm, yeah. I mean, it's, it's not a big deal. It seemed odd, but... Yeah, she freezes them, and Prue throws the potion she made with Balthazar's flesh, and the other two die. Yep, they and, smoke away. And then they're like, oh no, it was just a distraction. And they run into the basement where Cole and his his buddy are grabbing the the ceo and they shimmer away with him and he's they shimmer away with his dead weight because he's asleep because phoebe gave him a sleeping potion for some reason i mean so they don't have to explain why he knows what magic is i mean that's the reason right yeah yeah which okay it's so weird okay that's sure that's fine okay why not? Also, oh no, Cole has definitely betrayed us. It's not like we know there's a goddamn shapeshifter on the payroll. It's so weird how until we were, like, stating the plot out loud, I completely did not realize that we were meant to doubt Cole. So, we cut to Phoebe looking out of Joey's sadness window That's from That's exactly France. what I was thinking of! Yes! Yes, she's, she's staring out the window, all sad that Cole is apparently evil. And and Piper and Prue are like, so we're in luck. We've still got enough potion left over to kill your boyfriend and the rest of his buddies. So you want to come? You want to come kill your boyfriend? You want to come kill your boyfriend, girl? Come on, let's go kill your boyfriend. Now, they say that the Balthazar vanquishing potion worked on the other demons because they are blood-oathed to each other. So it's it's our blood. It's Summer's blood, Dawn. Okay, so, uh, the Dresden Files actually steals this later. I mean, not, I'm sure, I'm sure it's a parallel thought. I'm sure they didn't actually, I'm sure Jim Butcher didn't actually steal it. But uh, later in the Dresden Files, uh, Harry is able to use a family curse on a newly made vampire to kill the entire line of vampires because they're all blood bound to each other. See, that's the sort of thing you should think of before making... You know, vampires out of people who've got family curses on them. Well, no, no. Somebody creates a family curse to put on Harry and he, like, Uno reverses it. <laughs> so, back at Demon Headquarters, I guess that was actually Cole. Never mind. Yeah, but Cole is like, yeah, I hid him somewhere where you can't get him because I'm not sure that you're not going to kill me. Yeah, and, uh, and the guy checks with the woman. He's like, can we trust him? Was he telling the truth when he talked to the witch? And Cole's like, oh, you were spying on me. I didn't see that coming at all. And the woman's like, I don't know. I think they were talking in some sort of schmoopy love bullshit code. And Cole's like, we weren't. That's not a thing. The head demon is like, oh my god. Okay, well, I have stuff to do. And when I'm done, you better still be evil or else I will kill you. 
Vornak, by the way. Yes, Vornak is his name. So I love how he starts to shimmer out and then Cole grabs his arm and he's like, yeah, wait, hold on a sec. The witches are going to try to kill you. So like... He's like, no, don't go. The Charmed Ones will vanquish you. To be fair, they have a pretty solid track record at this point. Oh yeah, no, no. Yes. But yeah, you have no chance against the Charmed Ones and, uh, you know, they're going to vanquish you. And the guy's like, oh, but will they vanquish you again they know you're a shapeshifter yes so this. i mean is... i guess he has no way of knowing that they know except he was very publicly on tv yeah. as the guy that they rescued I... yeah so they know that there is a shapeshifter anyway they storm into the boardroom and he's like it's me cole your boyfriend and they're like where did you hide the ceo and he's like where do you think i would hide him and phoebe says you hid him in the mausoleum, the safest place you know. And he's like, yes, it is the safest place I know. It is the safest place I know. The safest place I know is the mausoleum. And Phoebe's like, wrong answer, throws the vanquishing potion. And he's like, ugh, I'm going to shapeshift back into myself before I poof out just so that, you know, I wasn't actually the real Cole, blah, 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 blah. Okay, so I actually like this where uh, Prue asks her, how did you know it wasn't Cole? And... Piper says, did you know it wasn't Cole? And Phoebe's like, the safest place he knows, is with me. And then Cole shimmers in. He's like, don't vanquish me. I'm the real Cole. Yeah. He's like, everything has gone according to plan. And Piper's like, I still think you're evil. I still think we should vanquish you. And Cole's like, that's what? That's not our dynamic. What? Yeah, he just kind of breezes past that, and he's like, yeah, I'm not evil. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, I wasn't worried, because I knew that you, Phoebe, would know it wasn't me. That you would look in my eyes and know that it wasn't me. So, yeah, that's 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 what happened. When I had that aspect of the demon thing that helped me read minds, uh, my mom thought that you were a steve- like a stevedore during sex. Giles, what's a stevedore? <laughs> uh, so... But... He, he lets them know that he's still on their side, but, uh-oh, evil eye lady is watching. Yep. This is what I'm saying. Like, that eye effect gets worse and worse every time you see it. And Phoebe's like, you can't go back now. They'll know you betrayed them. And Cole's like, hey, shut up. And he kisses her and he shimmers back. He's like, I have to go back to maintain my cover? No, you don't. You only went back there so that you could figure out what this whole CEO plot was, and you already figured it out, so what What are we doing here? Yeah, I just, I don't know. So, Cole comes back and he's like, hey, so I went to go uh, check on our dude, and he was gone, so I guess the witches probably killed him, and Cole's buddy's like, hmm... I do, I, I do appreciate this. Cole's buddy's like, well, what are we going to tell the real boss that we haven't seen? And Cole's like, tell him that I very publicly told the, the head demon not to go because he would get killed and he got killed. Yeah. And then he's like, all right, I'm going to go find evidence that the triad were evil or not evil or good or evil in the wrong way. They were the bad kind of evil. So, yep, bye. And, uh, oh, I guess, I guess, I guess the head, 
actual demon guy does appear once just now to uh tarkin so i guess someone was watching star wars before this it's raynor i'm sorry tarkin is one of the other people whatever bullshit demon guy shows up and he's like ha 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 i'm evil seth mcfarlane he does look like evil seth mcfarlane yeah anyway he blasts cole but not to death he's like i just used a stun energy ball because cole's a main character and then we are at p3 at phoebe's graduation party which is filled with people i don't know who all these people are since when does phoebe have friends come on and Phoebe's all sad because Cole's not at her graduation party. And Piper and Prue are like, man, demons ruin everything. If Phoebe wasn't having sex with a demon, she'd be happy now. Episode over. Wait, I want to point out that because it came up on Twitter earlier, the outfit that Phoebe is wearing right now looks more like a Cinderella dress than the outfit she's later going to wear as a Cinderella dress. Oh my god, it does. I mean, she's, she's wearing a choker and a, like, white-blue corset. thing, yeah. yeah. And, and I think pants. Probably, I don't know. We don't see the bottom half of her body. It could be anything down there. It's true, it's true. But yes, it looks more like, a, it looks more like the classic Cinderella outfit than... <laughs> yeah. And Phoebe's like, everything's fallen apart. It's like the end of that episode of Buffy where it was Buffy's birthday and she had sex with Angel and he became Angelus. This is like that. Okay, <laughs> not, not to be a pendant, mm-hmm. but they didn't start calling evil Angel Angelus. Until Angel, the TV show. Yes. Just. He was just evil Angel. Yep. And that's the end of the episode. That didn't resolve anything. I guess this is going to be an ongoing plot. Maybe. I don't know. I know that Phoebe and Cole are teaming up together by the end of the season, which is in like three episodes. And I know that we have an episode where Prue becomes a dog before she dies. So that doesn't give us a ton of time to wrap up this plot. We have like no time left. Why did we, why was this episode so much time wasting? Anyway. I, I did not care for this episode. The next episode is uh, episode 20 of the season. It's Exit Strategy. And the Peacock description says, Danger grows when a former mentor plots to turn Cole's powers against the sisters. Oh, I guess this is an ongoing thing. But I think it gets resolved in that episode because then the episode after that is the one where Prue becomes a dog. And then the finale. (laughs) Wow. Penultimate episode... Of Shannon Doherty's run on Charmed is the one where she becomes a dog. That is what is happening. Woof. Yeah. 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 So, uh, I don't know if you could tell I did not care for this episode. It's weird. Why would they... See, the thing is, we were talking about how this would be good for a season-long arc, but also... Season three of Charmed is really solid and this episode sucked, so maybe not. Yeah, I mean, my my thought is that this episode was just okay, but episode 19 of the season, you don't get to be just okay. There's You've got too much stuff to go. We're ramping up to the finale. There should be more. Yeah. I mean, granted. <sighs> but, yeah... All right, so I believe that brings us to our segments. Like the Charmed Ones, we have our own power of three. Let's dip into the first power in our pack. 
Uh, premonition. Who in this episode is, was, or will become famous? Much like Phoebe, I had no premonitions this episode. Well, Vornak, the head demon that we saw who isn't the actual head demon. Mm-hmm. The sub-head demon. The uh, assistant to the head demon. The assistant to the head demon. Yes, he was played by Gregory Scott Cummins, who It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia fans will recognize as Mac's father. Oh. Huh. Okay. Huh. Huh. Okay. Also, some of the other people who are on here were soap stars, but... Yeah. <laughs> so, the second power in our pack is Time Freeze. What specifically dated this episode for you? You know what would be terrible, Max? What if one company was allowed to own, like, everything? What if one company had all of your information? Yeah. Yeah. What a fucking nightmare. What a goddamn nightmare that would be. I mean, to be fair, it is. It is. But, like, remember that bit on uh, Superstore where they're reading that thing about climate change and how they only have, you know, three years in order to reach a certain goal to stop it from happening? And by that you mean we. Yeah, and then Jonah looks at the date of the memo and realizes it was from five years ago. And they're like, did we do it? And he says, no, I just Googled that we didn't. <laughs> yeah. 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 I was thinking more like uh, how in Charlie's Angels, the movie, mm-hmm. the plot was that they were going to be able to use your cell phone to track you. Yeah, the evil company was going to use your cell phone to track you, which, come and gone. God. And that will bring us to the third power in our pack, telekinesis. What, if anything, genuinely moved you this episode? Okay, the the resolution of the safest place you know. Yeah. It, it, it did what it was supposed to do. It got to me. Yeah, it got to me too. That was the one genuine moment in this episode. By the way, I'm, I, I don't remember if I mentioned this. This is a Cole episode and Julian McMahon was sleepwalking through it. He was on not giving a shit mode the entire episode. I wonder what was up with that. It's weird, right? I mean, I, the script wasn't doing him any favors, but as we remember from Lana Perea and Once Upon a Time... You can rise above a bad script. Yeah. Uh, a cromulent performance can embiggen the, small, the, the worst writing. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's it for this week. I think that'll about do it for this week. Our show is partially listener-supported. If you want to be one of the supporters, you should head over to our website www.welcometotelevision.net and click on our Patreon link. We'd like to thank our current $5 and above patrons, Beryl, Patricia, Rosa, Ryan, Maricruz, Benjamin, Kate, Jen, and Dan. If you'd like to support the show in other ways, you could always rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It helps other people find the show. If you want to talk about this episode, or any episode, or any episode of any television show, you should join our Facebook group, Welcome to Television. We can also be contacted at I love TV zines on Twitter or at I love television zines at gmail.com. So until next time, I'm Tina. And I'm Max. And this has been Welcome to Hollowell Manor. <laughs> <laughs>